How's it going, everybody? This is Sporting Around in San Antonio. I'm Christian, one of the hosts, alongside Jake. How's it going, everybody? What is up, Texas? My name is Jake, and me and my man Chris here, we're just two Red Raiders navigating through the valleys and mountains and rivers of San Antonio, trying to, you know, just sport around it in San Antonio. And, you know, this is episode one of our new adventure, this podcast. And during this this uh, this pod, we're gonna talk about what, Chris? We're gonna talk about, you know, Spurs, the sp- Olympics, Cowboys, you name it. Man, just sporting. That's a lot of wins right there. <laughs> and championships. Yep. No. Yeah. I mean, championships, gold medals. Talk about model franchises and countries, man. Yeah, I've seen a total of zero Cowboys Super Bowl since I've been alive. But <laughs> Same here. But we're America's Same team, here. but we're going to keep fighting. But anyways, like Chris said, on today's episode here in the pilot episode, episode one, Lucky Y'all, your, your third favorite podcast around town. The first thing we're going to dive into is the San Antonio Spurs. Now, I got a confession to make. I'm a Maverick fan. My man Christian here, he grew up in... In these this Fairburg here and the the countdown city, so he's gonna lead us with the Spurs talk, and I'll chime in a thing or two. Yeah, so I've been fortunate since I've been alive in the late '90s, to or mid '90s, but to see Tim Duncan and the Big Three, Greg Popovich, and five championships. Don't later, forget about Bruce Bowen. Bruce Bowen was great. He was key to all of those, or a couple of those. But Robert Horry. Big shot, Rob. Man, can't forget that guy. I've got a picture of that shot. But what was that? Oh, Tiago Splitter. Spurs great. He is now. I think he's with the Nets, right? An assistant uh, coach. Everyone's or... with the Nets. <laughs> yeah. the, the Nets just kind of ripped off the model of the Spurs. Once they got Sean Marks, he just said, "All right, how can I copycat what the Spurs did?" So Except they, the thing is, we don't sell out and get super teams. So they got three knuckleheads. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the difference. We build super teams. They have to go and buy them. But anyway, starting off with some Spurs talk, let's talk about the draft. The draft's coming up Thursday. We have a pretty good pick in the late lottery. Who do you think well, they'll pick? Well, okay. well, who's on their roster right now? I mean, who's, who's going to be free? Like, okay. after the draft, like... This draft pick here, number 12, who are they putting them alongside? Well, I'd say the projected starting five. Assuming DeMar DeRozan leaves, just it, like if he does leave, starting five, in my opinion, would be Derek, well, uh, DeJounte Murray at point guard, Derek White at shooting guard. I think we'll try to slip Keldon back to small, but. That could kind of be decided. He the played Mustang. a lot of the four. Yeah, he he played a lot of the four. USA zone. Yeah, but he he's kind of under. He played the play four last year. Yeah, he holy started. smokes! But we'd go Murray in a healthy lineup. It was Murray White. How tall DeRozan, is he? Rosen six six or six seven. Yeah. Dude, he looks more like a shooting guard. He is. He, he's more of like a small forward. He, he's he's big. That we call him big body. No that's wonder the, they got the twelfth pick. That's the nickname around town, but. Yeah, I, I disagree with him playing the four, even though he played it really well. But maybe we'll try to slide him back to the three if DeMar leaves. Then that kind of opens up the four spot, which the five spots, Jakobs, assuming we get like a Jarrett Allen or some crazy 
thing that happens to upgrade at center. But Jakob's a great center to have. He's a top 10 defensive center. His scoring can lack at times, but overall he's a great addition to have. And he's on a very team-friendly contract. So the four kind of raises some questions, which some questions, which uh, takes me into this next topic, kind of like free agency. So we have the cap space to sign pretty much anyone out there, but then again, you have to look at needs and stuff. And a big rumor going around is John Collins. So yeah, like I know we're in the market for a report came out today from John Hollander of The Athletic that San Antonio is connected to some free agent bigs. Now with a lot of the rumors going around, it makes sense that it would be John Collins. We, we need that stretch four position. He's athletic, he's young. He'd fit perfectly into the young core with the Spurs. And we can offer him the money that he wants of that max contract without having to make any additional moves. So that being said, that kind of raises some questions. If we do get him, what do we do with the 12th pick? Well, or if we don't get him. I don't know. Because, I mean, John Collins, I've watched him. I mean, I've always been a fan of old JC. Ever since, I'm pretty sure he went to Wake Forest, right? I'm not sure. I think he did. That's where old, uh, that one, second best power forward ever went to, Duncan. He went there. the best. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure Collins went to Wake Forest, but I've always been a fan. He was really good in college, and his team kind of sucked. But, uh. I mean, he's on the Hawks, and he's kind of like their third option. But, I mean, the guy could play, you know, and he would – it ain't like the Spurs are just overflowing with talent right now. So, they would – that would be a big plus for their squad. Uh, one thing I do think the Spurs desperately need is shooting. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they got a bunch of athletic wings, but, you know, who's, who's really filling up the cup, you know? Especially in today's NBA where, you know, it's it's all about 3 and D. Yep. And, I mean, you saw that in the finals with the, the my fear of the deer, you know. Chris Milton hit some big-time shots. Giannis playing both ways. Drew, Drew Holiday. Yeah, Drew, man. Yeah, Drew Holiday's great. But, and then, you know, the other side, you had the Suns just sharpshooting their way to the playoffs. So, I mean, what, I mean, what shooters are – and for agency right now. I mean, I can't even think of any. Bradley Beal would be awesome for the Spurs, but he'd be a great addition. That's a pipe dream. So my thing with the Spurs is, I like as a fan, I'm not in the front office, so I can't speak for what the front office is doing or the direction that they want to go. I do know as long as we have Pop, we're probably not going to go into a total rebuild. He's going to always try to win every game he possibly can, which isn't a bad thing at all. Obviously, yeah, you play to win the game. That's the whole point of playing and competing. You don't want to go in there and lose intentionally. That's just, like, who would want to play for a team or a franchise that does that? But, so I guess the thing is now, say DeMar DeRozan does leave, because there are, after that uh, Shannon Sharp podcast that he did, he came out and said that he's made a lot of, like, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said he's made, he's been fortunate to make a lot of money through his career, and that's, and now that it's his, like in this point of his career, he's looking to win. Like he's not so much about the money going into free agency as he is looking for a team that's going to give him the best opportunity to win a ring, because he deserves it, especially after 
uh, the trade for Kawhi that ended up in yeah. Toronto, his ex winning a ring, that had to hurt. So now I know he's chasing a ring. His problem though is he's not really a shooter. I mean, he's great mid range and he can't shoot attacking, but yeah, he, especially in today's league, he's kind of like a and defense. It's not his greatest weird odd duck. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't even know. Like if you were a if you were a contender, would you give him max money? I know I wouldn't. That, that's my thing about the Spurs is I love like I when we had Kawhi Leonard and we won like the 2014 championship. He was young. We were we were running. It looked like he was gonna take the torch from Tim Duncan and just keep going with it. But we all like I at that point in time I wanted us to add Demar Derozan and have Kawhi Leonard next to him or have Demar next to Kawhi because I felt they would have paired up perfectly at the two and three, but. It turns out that we could only have one or the other. We traded one for the other, and here we are. So it's nothing. I I love Demar. I love him here in San Antonio, but I feel like for him, it's we're probably not going to win unless we make some crazy moves next year or in the next couple of years, assuming we have him. So if it's in his best interest to leave, and it's probably in our best yeah. interest also to, to say. move on. I think the Spurs should just let him go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, a, a really, honestly, a guy, you know, I know he's on my Mavericks right now, but a guy I think that would fit in perfectly here with the with the Spurs would be a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr., just spot-up, sharpshooter. I, I mean, he's hot and cold, but so was Chris Middleton before, you know. Yeah, exactly. He was just have big, to get hot at the yeah, right time. And he was a huge part of the Deers championship. You know, I'm looking through, like, a uh, free agent rankings right now and trying to identify shooters and – well, he's the first one I see, but well, well, see, here's the thing: we might not have to make an outside move to get a shooter that we need. Yeah, we we, we still have Lonnie Walker, which is another big question for the Spurs this offseason. Yeah, I think it's sometime in, like in late August that the deadline to make an extension is for him. Don't quote me on that, but I know his uh, extension period comes to end probably in the next month or so. And if you're the Spurs, do you take the chance and offer him? a team-friendly, reasonable deal for, like, another couple years and keep him in San Antonio? Or do you just say, we're not sure how this guy is? Which, because we've had DeMar, we haven't truly been able to see how good he can develop. Like, how good is Lonnie Walker going to be? We've seen that game where he was in Houston against James Harden, and he won us that game all in the last, like, 15 minutes yeah, of that game. Yeah, that was crazy. And... But so he had he's shown that he can score at will. What is the thing the, is consistency with what's him. What's the Spurs shooting coach Chip or something? Chip England. Yeah, isn't he? He's the real deal. You know, he's so great. Yeah. I don't I don't know if he could fix Ben Simmons, but he can fix a lot of people. If you if you have promise, I think. Dude, that'd be a, that'd be an awesome guy for the Spurs to go get. I don't see why we shouldn't try to make a move. Now I understand. It kind of depends who we'd have to give up and stuff. I don't think we'd want to yeah. give up DJ for Ben Simmons exactly. Who? DeJounte Murray. Oh. It, I, it just kind of depends. I don't on, know, dude. The, the thing is, I don't know what the Spurs are trying to do. That, yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. Like, so, and, like, would he come to San Antonio and play point guard? Because I don't think he'd do that. I, I think no, he tried to make him, like, a... I don't think he's a point guard. Yeah. He's, like, a point center. Yeah, like a point forward or something. But uh, like kind of like how Boris Diaw was such a great passer, you morph him into that. Then he's our lockdown defender at 
at the wing and like the bigger positions. When we're playing Kawhi Leonard, we have someone who can defend him finally. Maybe we haven't get had him. Kawhi back. I've thought about that, but at this point, seeing him with the Clippers and stuff, no, I just don't want that guy back. I thought about it. I, I did want him back, I'll admit, but it's time we move on. So we've talked about what the Spurs need. They need a shooter, and they need a power forward, right? That's two glaring holes on these. More like a stretch four, but yeah. 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 On these uh, Spurs, but... Lonnie Walker could very well be that score that we need. So that's why it's interesting, because then he's a restricted free agent next summer. Yeah, he's got one year left. That's why I'm not sure if we'll try to extend him and see how it works and he could also bet on himself and yeah. deny an extension and say I'm going to be I'm going to like blossom this year go into the restricted free agency and get like a max contract or yeah. something we'll see but so let's talk about the draft here the Spurs got pick 12 mm-hmm. on Thursday okay and you know I've seen some rumblings I've you know read a couple mocks and but who do you think the Spurs take at 12 so if the rumor's true that we're going all in for John, well, for yeah, probably it's got to be John Collins yeah. that the rumors are about. I can't maybe Jarrett Allen or something, but John seems like he he's been rumored with the Spurs for a while. We have the cap space to sign him without having to make additional moves. So assuming we do get John Collins, I think we go for a guy like Davion Mitchell. Ooh, he's great. And he could bring one, because I know it's a question about how consistent he can be of a shooter. He had a great year this year. They got chipped, though. Exactly my point, yeah. So any any worries or uh, risk about his shooting, I feel we could easily work out. He could maybe, we're not sure what's going to happen with Patty Mills either. Maybe we resign him. I'd love to see Patty again, but who knows. Spurs legend. He, maybe he we pass the torch on to Davion Mitchell. Olympic but, legend. But assuming, we like, who knows, because we, you can't plan on signing a guy, especially when he's a restricted free agent. And the Hawks needed him to go as far as they did. So in the case that we're playing it just on need, I think we go for Kai Jones or maybe Franz Wagner. Okay, Michigan. Yeah. Michigan Wolverine. Kai Jones has that raw talent, which we're not going anywhere anytime soon. So Kai Jones would be a perfect. He's the most athletic. He's probably like I think he's the most athletic player in the draft. So you have that. He can run and gun down the court, play with the younger guys, keep up with them because at times Jakob is just a little slow. He he's actually very underrated. He has very underrated athleticism, but Kai Jones like he'd kind of be like. A Hassan Whiteside or like DeAndre Aiden type, if he lives up to his potential, you know. But Franz Wagner, on the other hand, I like him. I've always liked him since I saw him in college, because he has he's probably has the best defensive IQ and potential in the NBA draft. He plays that kind of three and four position for us, which would be a big need for us, because we're not sure what Lucas Samanich will do or where Keldon will play and so on, and then. He can shoot three when needed. So he's more of a piece that Phil, I don't see him ever being an all-star or like a superstar, I guess, but I could definitely see him being a key piece to a championship winning team. Yeah, I can see. 
I, I, I looked at a couple mocks preparing for this this segment, and one one name that kept coming up was a guy by the name of Usman uh, Garuba, and I'm probably getting all these names wrong. You know, not everyone can be named, you know, Dirk or Luca or, or Manu, but... Uh, hey, we have the better Luca. Yeah, y'all do. <laughs> Shoot. But, uh, Usman Garuba, I watched a couple videos of him on YouTube, and he's just an energetic, athletic wing. Great defender, but I just don't think that's what the, the Spurs need, because, like I said earlier, the Spurs need scoring, and it ain't like the Spurs are one defender away, you know. I feel like yeah. the Spurs are a lot away. We're at least one or two stars yeah. away from Now, you get John Collins, and maybe it's a different question, and he takes that next step, but I just don't think Usman Garuba's the right call. And another guy I saw a couple videos on that I thought, you know, would be perfect for the Spurs just because, you know, he just looks skilled, and he's that power forward type. You know, if you can't get a guy like John Collins, and and I have no idea how to say this this cat's name, but the big dude from Turkey, Alperin Sagoon. Anyways, he was 18, and he won the the Turkish League MVP last year, averaging yep. 19 points, a uh, couple blocks, three assists. You know, I watched a couple videos on him, and he's kind of like a throwback power forward type, very skilled. Almost like a Jokic. Not as good as Jokic, probably, but... Hey, you'll never know. Yeah, but Jokic he, was a second rounder. Yeah, but just watching him, seeing his feel for the game, his passes he made, his spin moves in, in the, uh, you know, in the short corner, getting to the cup, you know. Another thing, I saw a whole YouTube video on his, his rebounding, and... and I understand it's a Turkish league. It's a little different, you know, when you're, you're boxing out Anthony Davis and... Uh, is it though? Petey Turkaloo, but is it though? Yeah, probably. Former MVP fouled out in the USA. Yeah, time, but so. they got other issues, which we'll get to <laughs> later. But that's who my pick would be if I was running the Spurs, which I should be. Uh, was Alperin Sagoon, the, the like big that. guy from Turkey. Okay, but also, Davian Mitchell, like you said, would not be a bad pick for the Spurs. The yeah, it's reason, all about direction. Yes. The, I, the only I think reason, we're in a position that we should get the best player available, to be honest, yeah. no matter what. But. I just think a guy like Davion Mitchell and a guy like the Usman dude that I talked about earlier, those are like championship role players. I think the Spurs need to take a chance here on getting a guy with some upside that could turn into a superstar. You know, because really, you look at the Spurs roster, and you know they got a couple guys that are solid, and maybe Mustang can turn into one, but I, I just don't see a superstar. But you know, maybe Keldon turns into a superstar. You get JC, and then you get Davian Mitchell. Trade, uh, you know, one of the guards wide or Dejounte for some shooting, and maybe you got a, you know, a contending squad. But the big guy from Turkey—that's who I think the Spurs take on Thursday. Yeah, I've seen him a lot in mock drafts as well. Like, it, it's one of those things, yeah, like, I've listened to other podcasts as well and just other mock drafts, and it's all dependent on what the front office, what direction the front office wants to go in. Yeah. 
like to me, I think the safest bet, yeah, like Franz Wagner, like you said, he's more of a role player that fits a team that's trying to win, yeah. not a team that's trying to find the next superstar. Like, we're looking for our next, people are going to hate me for saying this, but we're looking for our next Kawhi Leonard or next Tim Duncan. Yeah. But, yeah, like, even our next Manu or Tony Parker, you know, we're just looking for someone. Or Bruce Bowen. We have a couple of those. Not not quite as good of a defender, but we have Michael a couple Finley. of those. I love Michael Finley. Remember when Jason the Jet Terry hit him in the, in the, yeah, uh, the go nads yeah. in the playoffs? That was intense. God. But anyways, the Spurs draft Thursday, and we'll see what goes down, and then NBA free agency will, will you know, be rocking and rolling before we know it. But now our next thing we're going to talk about is the Dallas football Cowboys because it is almost football time in Texas, okay? Because Cowboys training camp started last week and your football Cowboys are coming off a terrible year where they absolutely sucked. So we got a lot to dive into here, including your favorite Cowboy, Zeke Elliott, who's coming off a year where he My was... My favorite Cowboy was... Uh, I forgot his name. Zeke Elliott? Byron Jones. That's oh, but we, we Dolphin got, Gray. They didn't even like, why would we let that guy go? Because we had to pay Zeke, dog. That's literally why. Yeah, we overpaid a running back so we could let go one of the best corners in the NFL. Hey, Zeke's not that bad. He's only coming off of... His worst year ever? Yeah. So, last year, Zeke Elliott had several career lows, including rushing yards... Rushing yards per carry, rushing touchdowns, and rushes of 20 yards plus. Not to mention he fumbled like every time he touched the ball. But anyways, one thing I will tell you though, Zeke looks like he's in shape. I've seen some pics, man. And is he wearing those tank tops? He is. And you know, he looks good. I'm not kidding. And I, I'm not the biggest Zeke guy in the world. You know, I didn't really want to pay him, but... He can't be worse than the last year, you know, so I'm optimistic yeah, about up. the Cowboys this year. We uh, hope he's not worse than last year, I guess. Well, he, he better not be here. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to suck. Yeah. But, I mean, it's year two of the new Ed Ball coach, Mike McCarthy. You know, Dak's coming back after that ankle snapping in half. Is it only year two? Of Mike McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah, last year was his first year. Uh, but, yeah, Dak's coming back. You think Dak could – come back and have a good year I think so I, I'm not exactly sure he's is he 100% yeah he's he's practicing and uh, yeah know, I've seen him practicing and stuff but I wasn't sure if it was still bothering him to some capacity but yeah. I mean it's going to come down to our defense we can say like Dak's going to be assuming Dak plays to the level we know Dak can play to Zeke plays to the level they can play to which is very solid. They're, if they both play to their highest level, they're easily top ten players. It's there. a talented roster, you know. Talented offense, not talented yeah. roster. The well, defense is very questionable. Yeah, well, that's a good point. But I mean, they drafted defense. You know, the entire draft it seemed like. You, you know, we got Randy Gregory coming back. You know, hopefully he can be good. Jalen Smith. No, I don't want to talk about him. He is the worst player in football. But anyways, if Landon Vanderash can stay healthy, you know, 
and a couple guys. Yeah, you know. that's the thing though. Like Cowboys relied too much on defense on their like three best defenders staying healthy, and they never do. Yeah, well, we don't have a good defense. We have three good defenders. Sean that's Lee did retire though. Yeah. So maybe that will take all the injuries away, but. And we have a new DC, so yeah. which could help Jalen Smith and others. Yeah, and you know I, I will tell you this. Uh, what's his name? The dude, uh, uh, who they draft last year, the cornerback, uh, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, you know he's gonna be better. For he sure. might have been in the, one of the very few bright spots from last season. You yeah. know. I forgot about him. I don't yeah, remember how many good. interceptions he had, but you know, it seemed like they would average about a pick every couple games and that's definitely something the Cowboys were missing forever, it seemed like. You know, Byron Jones, your boy, he was great and all, but he never really intercepted the football, which is I know a fact why they were trying to go out there and revamp that secondary, get some more turnovers, some more uh splash plays. And you know they drafted. So you just gotta make stops. Now. Yeah. You don't well, have to intercept the ball every time. You just that's have true. to make stops. But you get that, burned out there in the secondary. Last year? Not as much with digs, but we typically do. Yeah, but I would tell you the defense did get better down the stretch. I felt like it'll definitely it like just it's only up from last year. I, no. I will say with the roster we have, we could only be better. The question is how much better. Yeah. I'm not sure. And don't don't forget about my boy CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. I think he's going to be a breakout star this year. Coming off a great rookie season, I think he can go out there and be with, you know, top five receiver in the league. Uh, but, you know, like I said. Talent-wise, I agree, but based on statistically, because we spread out the offense so much, which is a great weapon to have, we have four great wide receivers. So, yeah. I mean, statistically, he might not be in the top, but... Who's, who's, who you think... Who's the fourth one? We have a good number three. I forgot his name, but... Well, we got... Well, we have Gallup. Four. We got Gallup, and we got CD. Who's fourth? Yeah. Wait, what? Fourth? Yeah. You said CD's fourth. fourth? No. No, yeah, we have a good four, yeah. Yeah. I forgot his name. He doesn't play Cedric much. Wilson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a good number three. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He is. And I think I honestly think CD is going to be the, the number one option this year. And then you're going to have yeah. Cooper, this two, and then Gallup, three, which is a great problem yeah. to have. If one has to miss a game or two, we yeah. have some help to fill in their spot. But Yeah. And, you know, Gallup, yeah, he's going into a contract year. So. I think we should have traded him while we could. Yeah. I definitely. Well, after thought, getting CD. Yeah. I definitely thought they. Should have traded him for some defensive help yeah. too, or maybe some a pick or some line help, which is another thing that brings to the offensive line. The Cowboys, you know, played last year was awful. Oh yeah, uh, I went to college with the dude that played right tackle. That's how uh, Terrence Steele. Yeah, shout out to my man T Steele. Hey, he's great from San Antonio. Guy. Yeah, great guy. He went to Steele High School, so great guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And, uh, and he got thrown into the fire, to yeah. be honest. I just don't he, know he, if he... He didn't ask for that. No. And, you know, he put his best foot forward. I just don't yeah. know if he was a a great tackle, which is what the Cowboys needed. But, you know, more power to him for being out there and making it to the NFL and, you know, as a rookie going out there and yeah, just exactly. getting ran over. But, uh... uh 
I think the O-line will be improved just because, you know, hopefully Tyron Smith's back, which he's supposed to be. If and he then, can stay healthy for the full year, mm-hmm. that's a big upgrade. Lyle Collins will be back. Connor Williams. Connor Williams, my guy. He'll be there. Uh, he said he'd protect that. Yeah. Um, who's, the, who's the guard I'm thinking of? Our best player. Uh, Martin. Zach Martin. He'll be back. He was hurt. So, I mean, you go down the list, the entire offensive line was hurt. So, surely that won't happen two years in a row. So, that's why. Well, hopefully not, but they are aging. They are, but surely not every single offensive lineman on the team is going to yeah, get hurt. Yeah, yeah, So, I think the Cowboys will be will be improved. I really do. You know, Dak's back. The O-line's back. The defense can only be better. You know, it ain't like we're in a great division. So, I, can, <laughs> I definitely think the Cowboys... We could win six games and we're in the playoffs. It's playoffs or bust this year, no doubt. Which it it kind of always is for the Dallas Football Cowboys, which makes no sense because they haven't been good in twenty five years. But besides the point, uh, shout out to my man Nine Tony Romo though. Yeah, hey, great player. Caught it. Just caught it. He did. Yep. And then uh, you know, just to close in on our Cowboy talk in conclusion, their first. Uh, training or the first uh, preseason game at the Hall of Fame game against the hated Pittsburgh Steelers is August fifth at eight o'clock. So that'll be fun to watch. Where's that game at? Yeah, uh, it's in Canton, Canton, Ohio. Hall okay. of Fame game. Oh, okay, okay. So that's that'll cap. It kicks off the uh, entire NFL season. We to see Juju so. dance on the logo before. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't want to get into any to that, but. Uh, Hey, what a Trayvon Diggs is gonna humble him. Yeah, what a horrible football <laughs> player Juju Smith Series. But anyways, August fifth, seven o'clock, eight p.m. Eastern time, the Hall of Fame game. That'll be your first look at a lot of the. I'm excited to watch a lot of those defensive rookies that they drafted, like Kelvin Joseph, the corner from Kentucky. See if he's got anything. You know, your boy Cedric Wilson probably get a lot of snaps. Uh, maybe Zeke will play a little bit. We can see the. The new improved Zeke, if if he is new we improved. Pollard? Who? Tony Pollard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Pollard. He's about to take Zeke's gig. That's why Zeke got, <laughs> got in shape. But anyway. He stopped eating cereal. Yeah. Yeah. He, maybe. Yeah. We'll see what his end zone dance, or his first down dance will be now. But, in closing, go Cowboys. Now let's move on to a little... Olympics talk, you know, Greg Popovich leading Team USA, huh? How's he doing? Are we undefeated? Are we just blowing teams out like we normally do? How's Pop doing, Christian? Pop? I think Pop's just doing, he's doing his job. He's not, I, the thing is, we, I don't think he could put all the blame on Pop. They well, are they undefeated? No, they're not undefeated. Oh. They lost to France Sunday. Oh, they lost. So what's the record? How many games did they play? In the meaningful games? Yeah, in the Olympics. Olympics. Oh, they're 0 and 1. Right now, yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, 0 yeah, and 1. Which, you know why they're 0 and 1? Uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant fouled out and only had 10 points in 20 minutes played. Against well, Nicholas Batum. Well, why would they? Nicholas Batum and Evan Fournier. Like, what is that? Nando DiColo beat the Spurs. Like, or, like,. Greg Popovich. I don't even know who Nando McClough is. We, we, he was on the Spurs team. Oh. Like, 
the early 2010s. Former Spurs great. I think he won a ring with us, but... I just don't get why you would put a guy like Kevin Durant on your team in the first place. He's one of the best players in the NBA. Okay, let's talk about this. Though. Like, Okay, people say, yeah, you could do better than Kelvin Johnson. Obviously, there's better NBA players. Trey Young's a better overall NBA player than Kelvin Johnson. Julius Randle, I'm not sure who, like maybe we didn't reach out or Julius Randle wasn't interested in joining the team at the time. But the team top to bottom is by far better than any other team. Yeah. Now, yeah, Luca is he better than probably everyone on Team USA? Don't sleep yes. on Sylvania, Dan. No, I'm not, yeah, because of Luca. Luca is better probably than every player. They got some other guys, Doug. They got, uh, they don't have guys. Tony Luka, or whatever. Luca is just that type Gorn of player. Goran Dragic. Oh, I forget. okay, they do have that guy, but Luca is the type of player that makes everyone around him better. Like yeah. Tim Duncan, like, uh, like... They're, they're Drew Holiday. Like, Drew Holiday does, yeah, like, or, no, no, Giannis in that last Did Drew game, Holiday play? Yeah, he did. He, he, he had the most points. He had 17. <laughs> Jeez. He, he was our best player. And did this Ke- dude just played in the, fi- yeah. in the finals. Did Keldon Johnson play at all? I think he played a couple minutes. See, that's the problem, dog. You gotta let the Mustang loose. I will say though, we were outmatched by size, which might account for Kevin Durant fouling out. But come on, because like Kevin Durant had to match up against Rudy Gobert and some of their other bigs. But come on, we shot thirty-one percent from three. We had Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Keldon Johnson, Kevin Durant, like Damian Lillard on this team. And they shot 31% from three against Nicholas Batum, Nando DiColo, Evan Fournier, Rudy Gobert. Was my man Usman playing? Wait, hold on. Who is it? It was France, right? France, France. What about... uh, Where's he from? He's on Spain. Uh, God. Who else is on France that plays in the league? Don't they have... uh, They have the bully? No, is it... Oh, Matisse the bully? No, no, he's no, on. He? He's Australian. Yeah, that, there we go. They, they might, might win it all, about. by the way. Yeah, I mean, if I had, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I'd, I'd, I'd take Australia. Right now, I would. Because I mean, you look at U.S. They, I don't know, man. I'm sure Pac will get it fixed, but my, my thing is, you can't blame the head coach when his team shoots 31 percent from three. Their star player fouls out and only scores 10 points. And they shot 36% from the entire field. 36% against Nicholas Batum. That that guy doesn't even start on the Clippers. Nicholas Batum. What a great play. Evan Fournier. Like, why is Evan Fournier beating the United States team? So, yeah, I, I can understand. Maybe Pop Spurs, does some things. Or, uh, Maybe he's a little South too Green. stubborn. I, I will agree, Pop can be stubborn at times. But to blame him for why his team shot 31% and 36% from the field and Kevin Durant fouled out, that's ridiculous. I guess we'll find out on Wednesday. We're recording on a Tuesday, but their next game will be tomorrow. Morning. Iran, right? I believe so. God, if we lose I'm going to Iran, tune, in. we- tune into that one. I'm not, I haven't, I didn't watch. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even watch the France game. The only I, I Oli- tried to, but I couldn't get it on my phone. The only Olympic game I've seen is when Luca ripped apart. Uh, who do you play? Oh, Argentina. Yeah, they missed Manu Ginobili. Yeah, I don't know why Manu's not playing. He should just for fun. My man, uh, 
Who's that old dude that used to play for the... Louis Scola, he was playing. He's still playing? Yeah, he's 41. He was out there just getting rebounds. But, uh... They have uh, Capazzo, right? Yeah, yeah. He's their, he's their, he's their guy, dog. But Sylvania ripped him apart. But I'm looking here at the... Uh, I miss the days when Argentina had Carlos Delfino, Luis Scola, Fabricio Roberto, Manu Ginobili, Andre Nocioni. <laughs> Did Rudy Gobert play? Yeah. That's what I was thinking of earlier. Yeah. He dropped 60 or what? Probably. Uh, like... I didn't look at Francis' stats. What about what about Frank Frankie Smokes? Who Frank Nintokinia or whatever? Oh yeah, yeah, like Frank Nitalinka or whatever his name is. Like beat Team USA. Frankie Smokes, baby. Yeah, I saw his name on there. I'm like, come on, like when I but the reason like like Nando DiColo, like he played on the Spurs. That's why I bring up his name a lot. That guy couldn't make it in the league. Well, actually, we got a little U.S. hoops tonight. They play at 11.40. Iran. Really? I'm going to tune in. Oh, I'm watching that. We got Nigeria and Germany at 8. And then we got U.S.-Iran at 11.40. Mike Brown. Yep. Nigeria. So, so we got Pop and Keldon on the U.S. of A. And then we got Spurs great Patty Mills on Australia. And like I said earlier. Wait, they're playing Nigeria? Who? Australia. No, no, they already did. Oh. They beat, that's who they played their first game. They beat Nigeria. By like 20, right? Yeah. They beat him by See, what? Like we 17. Should be, we should be winning by like 30. Yeah. But like I said earlier, I think, you know, Patty Mills and, and the Kangaroos are, I think they're uh, they're probably the favorite if I had to pick one right now. The yeah, white team USA is looking, yeah. yes, they're I easily mean, the favorite. They got, you know, Thibault, they got Pat. They got Televadova. Uh, yeah, they get Del. Don't they have that? Oh, Joe Ingles. Yeah, Joe Ingles. Who? Oh, uh, Aaron Baines. Yeah, they got. Uh, Aaron Baines was key to twenty fourteen. That dude on the uh, Mavs that sucks that they drafted last year. He's on there. Who? Uh, Josh Smith or whatever his name is. He's Australian. Yeah. God, imagine if they had Ben Simmons. Yeah. They'd be lights out yeah. for three. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. How come? How come Ben Simmons isn't playing? To work on his shot. That's what he said. Oh. Well, all right. That's good. But anyways, yeah, Team USA dives into Iran tonight, so that'd be a good test. If they lose that game, I think that would be catastrophic because they probably wouldn't make out a pool play if they lose no, to I Iran. No, I don't think we're, yeah. If they lose to Iran. Because they still got uh, the Czech Republic yep. team that, and they're Who's no slouch. the Czech Republic team? Uh, yeah, if we can't beat Iran, we can't beat anyone in the Olympics, so we should just go home. Uh, they got they got Thomas Zaransky or Zadaransky. That that dude's gonna like light up. And like, Jan Vesely. Watch, Zadaransky is gonna make Damian Lillard look like a G leaguer. Probably like that's how the team's been playing. We just need to let Javale McGee loose, dog. Javale and Kelvin, just let him take over. Just how come Devin, uh, Devin, did Devin Booker do anything? No, he was missing wide open threes, I'm pretty sure. He's like, still sad. Probably, give, yeah. give him a couple weeks, he'll come on. Uh, imagine losing the NBA Finals in six games and the Olympic gold medal all within like three weeks. All right, last thing we're going to talk about. By the way, good luck to the uh, U.S. invaders tonight against Iran. Hopefully they don't lose today. That would be embarrassing. We're going to move on to the last thing we're going to talk about. 
And that is Texas and OU joining the SEC. Now, like I said earlier, me and Christian, that's where we met. We met in college at Texas Tech. Okay, we're Red Raiders. So, five to one. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh, Coach Beard, the fourth best coach in the SEC. But anyways, uh, Texas and OU making the move to the SEC, an absolute money grab. Okay, what do you think about Texas and OU, Christian? Just out the top of the dome. First thing that comes to mind when you think of the University of Texas. Snakes. <laughs> Snakes. See, I like I, I do have a respect for OU a little bit. Yeah, at least they're good at sports. Yeah. UT, I just cannot stand with oh, passion. Oh, they won the Natty in 05. <laughs> Jeez, give me a break. But that who's, mean, who's the best NFL player they've made in the past, like, since 05? Who, Texas? Yeah. Probably Earl Thomas. Yeah. Which. That's true. Whatever. He sucks. They don't seem to make good quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, where, where's their Pat Mahomes, you know? Yeah. How many MVPs does Earl Thomas hey, have? Texas Tech is the product, or made the products of Baker Mayfield, Pat Mahomes, and even Davis Webb. I won't <laughs> say Davis Webb did anything, but hey, he made it. I don't know if we can claim Baker died. I think OU claims him. Oh, he does. Steph, I'm not. I'm not taking credit for him winning a Heisman or anything, or being a pretty decent quarterback in the NFL. But I'm just saying, oh, yeah. without Tech, is he at OU? Yeah, I don't know. With, without Mahomes, is he at OU? I don't know. You know? Nah, we, we kept I think the better of the two. You're right. I mean, if he stayed at, let's not get all sidetracked on Baker but, dilemma. Yeah. But if he stayed, if he plays that whole year at Tech, I don't think he leaves. No. But. It is what it is. It is what it is. We got yeah. Pat. We won five games. Guns up. Yeah. But uh, Texas and OU <laughs> going to uh, SEC changes the whole landscape, not only for the Big Twelve but for college football. I mean, you can clearly say the SEC has pretty much every blue blood team besides Ohio State, Michigan, and Notre Dame. You know. Yeah, so how would, the college, how would the college football look? Or football playoff look? You it's know. going to be four SEC teams? I mean, they'll probably expand to the 12 teams like they were talking yeah. about. But, I mean, if you throw Texas and OU in the SEC right now, I guarantee, you know, three of those four are probably SEC teams. Because, I mean, you look, OU has made it, what, three years out of yeah. the deal? I mean, Texas A&M is, almost made it last year. Yeah. Texas is going to suck like they always do. But, I mean, their brand is huge. You know, probably the biggest brand in, in See, college football. My thing is, when it comes to the college football playoff, if you continuously, year after year, have four SEC teams making it and making it, no one's going to want to watch. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'd be competitive. I bet But then SEC it's just the teams. SEC championship. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. It's the SEC Which that's why they're going to expand to 12 because really now it's not all SEC, but it's a lot of the same four teams making it every year. Hey. But whatever. Uh, I agree. Texas is a bunch of snakes. Hey, UT and OU did say they'd live up to their contract for the next, what, three, four years until 2025? June 2025. Yeah, but no, so I don't see that. I don't may, see Maybe that. not, but. 
that makes it even better if Texas Tech or other Big 12 schools can beat them these next couple yeah, of years. Tech's got to beat Texas A&OU this year. Yeah, if we do that, you know, like the SEC is going to just say, yeah, no, we don't want you. Like, yeah. they're going to say, why do we want you? Like, you can't even beat Texas Tech. Especially in or basketball. Like, we got to beat Texas in basketball oh, twice. Definitely. definitely. By 50. See, the SEC only cares about football, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Unless you're already in it, they only care about football. What do you think Tech's going to go? I mean, because at this rate, it looks like, I mean, I've read a couple things. It looks like the Big 12 is going to blow up. And our president did say he, just like OSC's president also said, they're open to any opportunity that will help the advancement of their athletics. And, like, will just better the university as a whole. Yeah. And to me, when I read that, and the rumors I've heard, the Pac-12 makes perfect sense. Yeah. It kind of keeps us in the same region. As, like, Arizona's, what, maybe five hours from Lubbock? Maybe yeah. eight? Eight at the longest? I'm not sure. But then Colorado's another eight yeah. at, at the most. I mean, I think... And nowadays it doesn't matter because they fly everywhere. But, yeah. like... But I mean, you look at it's kind of nice to keep that regional. Yeah, yeah, like it it keeps it more interesting. Yeah, easier for the fans to travel. If Tech played Boston College every year, yeah, be interesting. Which I think Pac-12 would be sweet because I mean, you look at it ain't, you know, I know they got Oregon and USC. They've been down last couple years, but it it ain't that bad of a conference. You know, you had you had Tech and Oklahoma State. TCU, Baylor, you had those four teams to the Pac-12. I think it's a pretty decent conference. You know, you look at other sports, baseball, you know. They got UCLA, you know, Stanford, you know, adding Tech and TCU. Those would be pluses, you know. Uh, You know, Oklahoma State's been decent before. You got Oregon, you know. See, OSU is good in a lot of, like, smaller sports like golf and yeah, stuff they're right. good at baseball and stuff yeah. too but but like right. yeah they just bring a bigger draw than just the major three sports yeah. or so you know and then you look at hoops in the pac 12 you know oregon's been good before usc's been good you know utah's been good arizona's been good you and know to me, if you're the pac 12 yeah. you see oh osc is a good team yeah. tech's a good team baylor just won the natty if we add these teams to our conference, yeah, it's more appealing too because you're bringing in good schools. Well, yeah. When you can say OSU, Tech, and Baylor would all be probably top top five teams in the yeah. in the Pac-12. That's a pretty for basketball. Yeah. That's a pretty good. I mean, you look at it. I, I, it'd yeah. be Baylor one. So say those four teams join the Pac-12 right now. Yeah, it'd be Baylor one probably. Tech two, you know. Oh no no that, UCLA. That be, yeah, I mean UCLA two. Yeah, that might be biased, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean maybe USC three and then Tech four. You know. Tech OSU would be yeah. right up I mean, there. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, maybe TCU's or, gonna be Oregon a lot better. Have, Oregon has a good team. Yeah. Stanford's yeah. always like I know they're primarily focused on academics, but they always have good yeah. like solid sports. They're, yeah. they're never just a pushover. I think Tech. Go like you get you keep those three or I mean four, you know, Oklahoma State and then the three Texas schools. Yeah. You keep those schools together and you swing to the Pac 12. Yeah. I think you know that's that's a competitive and that would be fun. You know, that's what I hope Texas Tech does, to be honest. Yeah, 
if I had to pick. I know. It seems like us and OSU kind of know that we're our ticket to yeah. go to a better conference or in a better situation. Yeah. So I do think us and OSU, no matter what, will... we got to stick together. Yeah. you got to keep your friends close and your enemies close. Exactly. Plus, when you look at attendance levels, yeah, those two are, those two are definitely the best ones. But Yeah, I agree. I guess we'll see. Great, great dog bark to cap off the episode. But anyways, that's going to do it today with episode one. Hope you enjoyed uh, your third favorite podcast on the market. Uh, I'm Jake. I'm Christian. And we appreciate you. You're listening. We understand this episode sucked, but we'll get better. You know, we'll be better. That's a promise. And maybe one day uh, we'll be your second favorite podcast. But this is Sporting Around San Antonio, and we're going to sign out. Peace out. Peace.